Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8. We'll be looking at verse 10. Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10. How joyful are you? you know, I believe that that answer would vary between individuals. Some days we can walk around with a scowl on our face and look like we don't have a friend in the world, and then other days we're happy. Some days we have, you know, a good day. Some days we have a bad day. Now, it's like this because, you know, just our days are different. Every day is a a different day for us and and like I said some days it will be a a down day some days it will be an up day and when we look in the book of Nehemiah the same thing was happening to the children of Israel you know that's one one of the great things about the Bible the people in the Bible face the same things we face just because it was a different time doesn't mean that they faced different things. They, they faced the same things we face. Now what was happening during the time of Nehemiah? Well, the children of Israel had been in captivity for many years. The city of Jerusalem had been destroyed. The temple had been destroyed. The walls of the city had been destroyed. And Nehemiah returns to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls. And after the walls were rebuilt, Nehemiah and Ezra gather the children of Israel together and they begin to read the law to them. And when the people hear the law, they mourn. But as Ezra and Nehemiah tell them, they were not to mourn because of the reading of the law. Look at Nehemiah chapter 8, and we'll look at verse 10. It's written, He said also unto them, Go and eat of the fat, and drink the sweet, and send part unto them, for whom none is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Be ye not sorry, therefore, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, for just the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship together. Lord, be with those that are sick, those that are shut in, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift them up to you, Lord, and just pray that you would be with each one. Be with those that are traveling today, Lord, those that just could not make it. We just Lift them up also as well, Lord, that you would just be with them. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with me today as we worship. Just give me the words to say and hide me behind the cross. And Lord, just open up hearts today. And if there is anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I just pray that you would speak to their heart today. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would just bind down Satan. Let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, to give more background, 
into what was happening. Again, after the rebuilding of the wall, Ezra and Nehemiah call an assembly of the people, and Ezra begins to read the law to the people. And look at verse 8. It says, And they read in the book of the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. So what happened was, is when Ezra was reading the law, Ezra and the Levites were going around and they were explaining to the people what was being read. So the people began to understand what they w- was being read to them. Now, if you think about it, many of these people had probably never heard the law before. The temple had been destroyed. The people had been brought into captivity. This may have been the first time they had heard the law of God. So it was being explained to them. And they were beginning to understand what was being read to them. And what happens is, is once they begin to understand the law, the people begin to mourn and weep. They begin to weep at the reading of the law. They begin to mourn over what they were hearing. And this goes right into what Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 states. And we looked at that the other day. But I'll read it again. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is lively and mighty in operation and sharper than any two-edged sword and entereth through even unto the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and of the marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. So when the word of God was read to the children of Israel, they began to mourn. It was cutting them to the heart. It cut deep into them. It pierced the hearts of the children of Israel and they began to understand that they had been neglectful in worshiping God. They had neglected keeping the law. And think about it. Everything that had happened to them, the destruction of the northern kingdom and the people of the northern kingdom being carried off into captivity by the Assyrians, the destruction of the southern kingdom and the people being carried off into captivity in Babylon, the destruction of Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple, the Babylonians taking all the gold implements out of the temple, all the wealth of Israel, and bringing it to Babylon. Everything that had happened to the children of Israel was a result of Israel's sin. It was a result of them neglecting the law of God. And when the people hear the word of God spoken to them, they mourn because it cuts them to the heart and they realize what they had been doing. They mourn. They wept when they heard the word. Because the word cuts us. It cuts our heart. Yet, as we see in the book of Nehemiah and in these passages of Scripture, that day was not to be a day of mourning for the children of Israel. 
It was not to be a day of mourning. It was a day that was to be sacred to God. A day that we see in verse 9 that was holy unto the Lord. They were not to mourn. They were not to weep. Instead of mourning, the children of Israel was to celebrate God's grace. They were to celebrate God's mercy. They were to celebrate God's love toward them. They were to celebrate the goodness of God. Think about that. Ezra and Nehemiah tell the people, mourn not, neither weep. Then Ezra tells the people, and we see this again in verse 10, Go and eat of the fat and drink the sweet and send part unto them for whom none is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Be ye not sorry therefore for the joy of the Lord is your strength. They were to be joyful. The people were to celebrate. Not mourn and weep. They were to celebrate the fact that they were back in their land. They were to celebrate the fact that the walls of Jerusalem had been rebuilt. They were to celebrate the fact that the city was being rebuilt. They were to celebrate the fact that they were in covenant with God. They were God's people. They were to be joyful and celebrate God's goodness. The joy of the Lord was their strength. And I want you to think about that. That sentence. The joy of the Lord is your strength. What is the joy of the Lord? What is the joy of the Lord? And why would it be their strength? Think about it. Their nation had been destroyed. Where was the strength? Now I want you to think about something. Strength does not come from an army. Strength does not come from walls of a city. Strength does not come from a temple in a city. Strength comes from God. And we're going to look at that. How the joy of God, the joy of the Lord, could be their strength. And I want you to think about something else as we look at this. The joy of the Lord is not dependent upon our own joy. Think about that. The Hebrews were weeping. They were mourning after hearing the law. Yet the joy of the Lord was not dependent upon their joy. It's not dependent upon our joy. We could be having the worst day ever and still have the joy of the Lord in us.
the joy of the Lord is still in us, regardless of what's going on in our life. And the joy of the Lord is strengthening us, regardless of what's going on in our life. How do we make it through a bad day? How do we make it through a bad week? The joy of the Lord. It strengthens us. And that's what the Hebrews were to remember. The joy of the Lord comes from knowing God. It comes from knowing God. And it is a joy that is always in us even during the most chaotic times of our life. It comes from our faith in God. The joy of the Lord comes from our faith in God. It comes from our trust in God. And if you think about it, the joy of the Lord emphasizes God's grace. How could the Hebrews, after their entire nation had been destroyed, have joy in their heart? Because God was showing his grace to them. God was showing them his mercy. God was showing them his love. He was bringing them back into their land when they did not deserve his mercy or grace. Yet he was showing it to them. The joy of the Lord emphasizes God's grace. I mean, think about Israel. Had they fulfilled the law or neglected it? They neglected it. And God punished them, didn't he? Yet, God's mercy and his grace was to be celebrated. Turn over to the book of Psalms real quick. Look at Psalms 103, verses 10 and through 12. Psalms 103, 10 through 12 states, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heaven is above the earth, so great is the, his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our sins from us. Think about that in terms of Israel. Yes, God had punished their sins. But had God really dealt with them in a way that would have rewarded their iniquity? Had God really rewarded them in terms of their sin? Think about humanity in general. Has God rewarded us according to our sins? Has he rewarded our iniquity and dealt with us according to our iniquity? The answer is no. 
If God dealt with us the way we, He should deal with us, He would have destroyed this planet. But instead, He shows us His love, His mercy, and His grace. And His mercy is so great The writer of this psalm says that it goes all the way up past the heavens, past the universe. It it just transcends the entire universe. It's infinite. His mercy is infinite. Just as when we go to him and we ask forgiveness of our sins, he forgives us never to remember those sins or bring them up again. He takes them from us as far as the east is from the west. Basically, that's infinite as well. His forgiveness is infinite. Think about God's mercy. Think about his grace. His love. Think about how forgiving he is. That's why Ezra was telling the people, don't weep. Don't mourn. We're here to celebrate God and His grace. We're here to celebrate the fact that He has shown mercy to us. And we're to have joy in that. And we're to gather our strength from it. Because God does not repay us according to our iniquity. When he forgives, he forgets our sins. He forgets our iniquities never to bring them up again. He offers us his mercy, his grace. He shows us his love. And it doesn't stop there. In Deuteronomy 31.8, what does it say? It says he will never leave us nor forsake us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He's always with us. Good day or bad day. A day that is up, a day that is down. The promise of God is always there. The promise we have in God should give us joy. A joy that wells up inside of us, a joy that overflows from us, a joy that comes from knowing Him, a joy that comes from having faith in Him. And it's a joy that gives us strength. And it's that strength that we have from the joy of God That helps us make it through the day. And that's what Ezra was explaining to the Hebrews. Because it is a joy that will give us peace during the hard times. It's a joy that will give us peace during the chaotic times of our lives. Because God 
is there. He's there, and he's always at our side. And he will carry us and help us to carry on every day of our life. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Think about Paul and Silas. Acts chapter 16. Think about Paul and Silas. In verses 12 through 40, we see that Paul and Silas was in Philippi. They were preaching the gospel and they had been arrested. They had been beaten, persecuted, chained up and thrown in prison. And what happens? It says that they were singing hymns and praising God. That's the joy of the Lord. During a bad time in their life, a down day in their life, being beaten and chained up and thrown into prison just because they were preaching the gospel, they were singing hymns and praising God. The joy of the Lord gave them strength. The joy of the Lord comes from our faith in God, knowing that He is always there and will always be with us. And this is why Ezra and Nehemiah were telling the Hebrews not to weep and mourn. God was with them. God was watching over them. God was keeping his promises to them, and they were to focus on God's goodness. They were to focus on God's love, his mercy, his grace. They were to celebrate they were God's covenant people. The joy of the Lord would be their strength during these tough times they were having. Thus they were to put aside their sadness, they were to put aside their worries, and they were to focus on God. Celebrate all that he had done for them. Again, the joy of the Lord was their strength. And the joy of the Lord is our strength as well. When days are chaotic, when days are troubling, when days are bad, but also when days are peaceful, when days are restful, when days are good. God's joy is our strength. Our joy in the Lord, the joy that wells up from inside us, is our strength. The joy that we have from knowing God, trusting in God, and having our faith in Him. The joy that comes from knowing Christ. Having Christ in our life. Having our faith in Christ. Believing on Christ. Trusting in Christ. Will give us strength. Every day of our life. Let's stand for prayer.
Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day that you have given us. I thank you, Lord, for your word, and I thank you, Lord, for the joy that you give us, the joy that we have in knowing you. And Lord, as we come to this time of invitation, I just pray, Lord, that if there is anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us, continue to overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.